0: Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Tables with your host Rob Radley,
1: John Charles Ciccarelli, James Burrows, and Damian Holwood.
0: What? Hold on a second. Does that?
2: <laughs> It's like the
0: Avengers assembled.
1: <laughs> yeah, right,
0: James has somehow managed to sneak his way back in. Let me guess: you've been, have you been fired? Uh, no,
1: been fired. thankfully not yet. Um, I'm
0: pras- working it, on it. Did it, did it But we'll get there. Um, Stop it!
1: Don't put it out there, James. No, <laughs> yeah. no don't manifest that. Um, All right, no,
0: sorry, no. sorry, 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 sorry. Yes,
1: uh, like, a, like, the a position just... where they pay me more but give yeah. me less responsibility—that is, no, that's, that's a dream, and, really. And, and
0: let and let you work from home as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's oh, the that's... ultimate. That you've you've won. You've basically yeah. succeeded in life. Now you do less, you get paid more, and you do it from home. What? How? What is this combination? <laughs> yeah, right. So jealous. Yeah. Well, it's
1: called it's called failing upwards, I believe.
2: <laughs> Lovely.
0: That's what you got to do in life: fail upwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, uh-huh. listeners, if you haven't re- already realized, we now have. Four hosts, so uh, we're going to see how this works. If it's a crowd, if it's a bit too crowded, but I think we'll be okay.
2: And we have two guests coming today as well. No, no, no I'm coming.
0: Rob's <laughs> <No. laughs> like,
2: Bro, like <laughs> oh, 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 crap! <laughs> oh
0: god! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, right. i oh, why Panic the hell! Out we do need some get some guests at some point. We need to. Yeah, yeah I
2: have them. I have a whole list. I've got people Ooh. ready to talk, man. I've got oh, great friends from the improv world. Friends who are in. I, I have a friend who knows. A person who's in a Hasbro and can talk about everything that's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, r- yeah. Really? T- wow. T- yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I do. I do. She's they, she's been in have, the like, middle an... of the, all of the. She's not, off, she's not been laid off, but she's in the middle of all of the layoffs. Oh,
0: like, wow. Kind of, it's all happening around. Is she there, is yeah. she not under an NDA or anything like that?
2: Probably. So you know maybe cool. maybe they can't talk about anything. like should we talk? Should we talk it like this? Like, <laughs> they do that muffled voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just watched oh, it's the slow oh, recording it's oh, like
3: welcome. hi this is peter McCall. there you go that's it <laughs> you sound like an l car from mass effect <laughs> yes, i love those guys <laughs> uh, anyway uh, brilliant brilliant so how's it
0: Has everyone been so far this week what day will we on? We're on on tuesday aren't we? Uh, tuesday uh, yeah good good can't
2: complain well, good. the week before christmas
1: yeah. is this our very special christmas episode
2: no, that's next week because uh, we're all going to record on yeah. Christmas, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> on Christmas Day. So it yes. is. So it is this well, week. No, Merry Christmas. everybody. Game. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Merry and, Christmas. And holidays happy holidays to holidays. everyone
0: yep. Yep. who is in America who's listening with JC. Yep. Happy holidays. Yeah, yeah. Politically correct. Right? Yeah. 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 Political. <laughs> and Science
4: all
2: around right? the world because we have so many international listeners. Well, one day we will.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So cool. So, um, what have you guys been up to? in the last uh well weekend anything cool any any rolled any dice games games games
1: yep. i very nearly finished Baldur's Gate 3 though uh finally <laughs> oh wow okay um, you're better than me nice. i'm still in that I'm bloody on.
0: hag <laughs> come on, Rob. <run. laughs> pick it up. I play it for two seconds. She kills everyone. And I'm just like, oh, fucking. Come here. I <laughs> all, right, all right, all right.
2: Here's what we're gonna do. I'll, I'll do come else. to you. I'll come to you. I'll beat the hag for you. Then I'll leave, and you can just progress. Oh no, no,
0: no, 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 no. I like to, I like to do these things myself. I like try and figure out myself. I just, fair, fair. I just, I just, I just have this bizarre mentality of like, I'm like, yeah, just kill, 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 and like no tactics, just like fight, 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 and then like, oh, why am I dead? I go go Why? fight the
2: hag yeah, maybe i am beat her but like overall have a terrible combat where people like got cursed and stuff and then just kind right. of reload the save file do everything invisible take her by surprise and then she gets i think she got one reaction her whole turn before she died and i was like yes i love it the d oh, if right. this was a dm run sort of scenario they'd be crying right now because the had got to do nothing but i was gonna say Please, i rec- yeah. i
3: recognize that <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah i think Those i think i've gm'd that that yeah. fight <laughs> <laughs> haven't Pretty... we all
1: yeah, yeah right. <laughs> too familiar pain
4: yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah
3: i will never forget the banishment of my beholder oh oh
2: no see there, i feel like I, I was just having this thought the other day there are certain no fun allowed buttons in D D that i wish we could cut out or 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 change like mm. there, i i think banishment and the idea of it is a great spell i also think it should be a one minute long casting time that's yeah. my that's my solid opinion i won't change hot it take. don't worry my players i'm not gonna i'm not gonna change it <laughs> hot take but like, that's maybe, the thing. Maybe, even like maybe three turns. On, catch them unconscious, whatever. Fine. But, but banishment takes a, a, a minute long cast. You can get rid of them permanently, but you can't do it in combat. Same with things like um, temporal shunt, right? Imagine if I put a Cronergy wizard against my players and they have to sit for 30 minutes after planning their whole combat round. And then I just temporal shunt them away. I'm like, nope, you don't get to do that. It's like a no fun allowed button. I don't know. I don't <laughs> like it
0: yeah it is a bit of a shame isn't it especially if yeah. you're like especially within groups where there are you know someone has has had to go okay well i'll be the dm and then they have mm-hmm. players that are just like that with them constantly like yeah. just look yeah. constantly just fucking them over mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so- i just i just told them i will never never again run a beholder without legendary resistances uh, <laughs> smart. Smart. So, the next yeah. time it will have legendary resistances i feel like that's a monster that should at least have one
2: I'm it's surprised it, it doesn't. It's really such a
3: popular, actually. well-known creature. Sure, they have
2: they have layer actions. They don't standard yeah. come with legendary. Was
3: I don't this, this think. So. Maybe, so. maybe I'm just. Maybe One. I just completely forgot and ended up oh. not using them. I'll I'll be the man in the chair
1: today. We'll we'll figure absolutely. It out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm pretty sure they don't either. But yeah, maybe that maybe is. I've been running them wrong. Really bizarre. I would I would totally do that. But I then, run uh, many beholder
2: yeah. encounters. Come to think
1: of it. How about you? Oh, I team them up with mind flayers so much. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Really?
2: No,
0: I haven't. I've I've had. I tried doing beholders once, and it was. um, We never quite got to the actual beholder himself because he was obviously quite powerful, and we started like level one, and like the the world the world was like messed up. Like it was like like you know how like there's a beholder nearby, there's like a like the world sort of seems reality sort of seems strange. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of that going on. And I think, I think what happened is I I did the classic thing of saying something whereby it made them think of something completely different. And they sort of went down a completely different route. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. This is what we're doing then. <laughs> and then lo and behold, it was vampires. All along. Uh, like, lo oh. and
2: behold, it was <laughs> vampires. I love it. You
3: did there. Like that. Yeah. I have a whole campaign idea based around a Beholder villain, which I quite like. Um, the idea of a a group of adventurers from years past who defeat a a beholder. Hmm. And the beholder is not quite dead. It's just kind of going through the death throes. And it's at that point, it in and out of consciousness, dreams another beholder into existence. And that beholder is born with two things. One, an empathy for its own kind, which if you understand, beholders is a rare and dangerous thing. And an ingrained fear of adventurers.
4: Oh, wow. Ooh. Fast fast,
3: for, fast, forward to um, those adventurers setting up their own town and becoming aged and wizened, and this Beholder has been around all of time and space, collecting all the information about those, those adventurers, villains, mm. people they defeated, people who can't technically be killed, who come back having been defeated by them. There's a few creatures that can do that. Comes That's back cool. with a Batman Arkham City-style group of villains to just conquer that city. Um, yeah, I would. I'd love to run that campaign. That's a cool. That's a cool yeah, that idea. Sounds, yeah. That Not
1: sounds sinister. Six.
3: Yeah, yeah very yeah, much so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
2: That's what I'm feeling. Oh, the
0: holder, awesome. the holder law is is excellent, isn't it? Yeah, Cre- is it, yeah. Like creepy. The, like yeah, whole, one of the that richest. That whole like, like that whole nightmare thing where they where they. But like they, they, they. You said there, Damien. They dream one into existence. They dream that's, each
3: other yeah. into existence out of paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: then, and <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then, and the error because they, and then, and then they, then they kill each other, or one of them kills the other one, or something.
3: That's the thing.
2: Beholders hate their own kind. They're so yeah. individualistic and so self reliant that if it and, and in your idea damien like you've eliminated the two major weaknesses of the yeah their arrogance which is what mm. usually leads them the parties to beat them because they think that they're undefeatable and the fact that they don't like other beholders because if they were to team up with other beholders and you've got you've got issues because mm. they become really powerful um yeah. i I think, yeah, so they dream other beholders into existence, but based on the kind of their dreams, that determines the kind of beholder that comes out. So I know that if they have a dream involving blood, they'll spawn a death's kiss beholder into oh, existence. God. And if they if they have one, um, is it specifically about paranoia, they'll spawn an, either another beholder or a galf, I think it is, and yeah. all the different kinds of beholders that there are all based on the types of dreams that they're having, which I think is really cool.
0: Where's the best place to find the lore? Is it in Volvo Volvo's guide?
1: Oh, now I think, I think so. it's just I think it probably D and D wiki is. Uh, wiki yeah, is I think they a did. Whole, solid, they did do a whole
3: Forgotten Realms wiki. Uh, they, did whole, the Forgotten Realms wiki uh, they did do a whole section on beholders in Volos.
1: I thought
0: yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah, I thought they did because they, they did hags as well, didn't they?
3: Yes. Yep. Yep. I really, I, I really enjoyed
0: reading Volvo's Volo's guide to monsters, and, and they brilliant.
2: took a lot of that content out when they yeah, republished, yeah I know they made, they made it legendary,
4: uh, didn't canons. they?
0: They made it legendary.
4: Yeah.
1: So it's Boo, like, for more than kind of presents it's
0: a, sh- sh- it's a shame really if you
1: if you don't like reading though and i hate to plug another podcast that aren't sponsoring us on our podcast uh Sorry. but there's a podcast called the dungeon cast um and they just do episodes based on like monster law or like a city in D law they essentially just do research and them. do like a report cool. and, yeah sounds, great. Great. sounds
0: yeah. great yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh i see that's where you've been james yeah, new, jo- <laughs> new job my ass. If I could jump ship in you, we've got a spy amongst us now doing espionage, trying like- to bring, trying to bring, trying to bring tables from the tables down. Tables from the tables are going to come could down. The inside, the you know? <laughs> inside, yeah, yeah, <laughs> break us apart piece by piece. We're like, like, yeah. Well, there's no tales from the tables this week. <laughs> well I'll just, Like, hey, jump whatever. into this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, but you're right. right. I just looked it
2: up. No legendary resistances. I just kind of assume that if it has legendary actions and lair actions, it's gotta have legendary resistances. Yeah. And it just surprises me that it doesn't. Come on. Yeah, it, it seems safe. But apparently yeah, apparently not. So banished cool. beholder Damien. That sounds It had cool.
3: advantage, it had a mega plus to the save, but sometimes the dice just, just wanna just wanna mess with Wait, you. Sometimes? You Sometimes. Sometimes only, I hear only sometimes. Over the grapevine that dice sometimes won't play ball. <laughs> I have a habit Apparently. of
1: rolling natural twenties at the at the worst possible time where I'm trying to go a bit easy on the players, <laughs> yeah. and it's always in a, it's always in a place where they've seen the roll because I'm like, ah, oh, this this is a real dangerous roll, so I'll You'll make it it's, play, very, right, it's very it's right. very unlikely, so I'll make it public so you know that yeah. I'm not cheesing it if I do roll well. Or whatever, like I'm not out to get you. <laughs> right, right. And right. then I roll an actual 20 and everyone's like, oh for God's sake. <laughs> not
2: again.
1: <laughs> you could have lied. <laughs> could have just could have just like shut this under the rug. would have been fine with that. No. Oh man.
4: Yep.
0: Yeah, it's it's very interesting, isn't it? They, um I I think um as like as I've played games with Roldark and I've done like um like the private games, I've gotten I'm getting more and more into the fudging of roles. Because of the because mm. because dice are just like, and some players, <laughs> espe- especially, especially, <laughs> so unpredictable, yeah, it tends to be because of where I live. Because, like, around this area, you've got a lot of like you know, um, Airbnbs. I think, like, between me and Chris, we seem to get a lot of, of stag do's because Chris is in Bristol, and it seems for some reason, yeah. stag do's all want to go to Bristol for some bizarre reason. And, and also here in the countryside. In the is Cotswolds. alcohol so cheaper
2: there? Like, it must be.
0: Must be something like that. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think it's because you can have a good night out in Bristol. It's a, okay. it's a, you it's can. a good yeah. town. Yeah, it's a good town. Good party town. Um, here, it's like, you know, there's like no parties to be had whatsoever. It's literally just like fields upon fields and walks and that kind of thing. Sounds mm-hmm. like a party but, to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah, so it's like stag dudes, and they're mostly made up of like beginner players. And all they want to do is just charge in and fight the main bad guy. Like, yeah, just get in. Yeah. i'm just like okay uh well he does this <laughs> <laughs> it's like 20 and i'm like ah no they're all they are all dead <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it's hard it's hard to kill off your players in a one shot within the first hour because then they've got a very <laughs> long time sat there not doing a lot <laughs> yeah yeah so right. you have you do have to fudge that sort of stuff have
2: really. have some backup characters available or something yeah Ooh, have a plan absolutely.
1: Know. To cover that yeah. have an
2: animal, have someone with an animal companion, and then they can play the animal companion. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> we um we don't have any tales from the tables from last week, but what I would like us to talk about um once we've got the news uh sorted and out of the way with Damien, um is to talk about your so. For you guys for you three think about this think about the best magic combos you've ever seen your players do in a game when fighting against either a big bad evil guy or some formidable foe of some sort where you're like whoa that's a really good magic combo even like together they've they've used their like magical spells together to, to to do something or one individual player has gone right i'm gonna do this 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 and this and it's like fuck that's genius yeah.
2: Something like. Hmm. That.
0: So yeah, have hmm. a little
2: think. Yeah, I, I've got to start thinking about that now. Hmm. While we cover cool. the very lengthy yeah. news section, right, Dean? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah um, I, <laughs> I will. So news for this week is a little sparse, and unfortunately, is also a, a little, a little bit of a downer. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh <Cool>. God! <laughs> no, not the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow um on that note <laughs> i am i am sure many of you have heard and read uh the news about hasbro uh, hasbro of course being sort of the overall parent company, wizards of the coast uh, and of course the creators of our beloved dungeons and dragons uh, have been uh, letting a lot of people go um mm-hmm. it, it, they have uh, I think it's over a thousand employees. Yeah, was it an eleven 1, hundred at last count? Eleven 1, hundred at last count, I think. Um, Eight hundred earlier count. in the year.
2: Yeah, exactly. So they've they've fired about two thousand people. Or like, yeah, oh, a right. lot of people. Um, Quite big names as
1: well, if I remember. Yeah, correctly. I was
3: going to say, yeah, that yeah. people are start There are lists appearing online if you if you want to sort of check out the full list. And there's a lot of people who are sort of going public and talking about their experience with it. Um, But there is uh, a few kind of fairly recognizable names in the world of Dungeons & Dragons that are on these lists. Um, uh, I'm looking at Mike Mike Merles is one that surprised me quite a bit. Previously a senior senior member of management at D&D, who's, I believe, been working as part of Magic the Gathering more recently... Um, but Mike Mills.
2: Oh, that's why. I was like, I thought he was fired ages ago. But that's right, yeah. he was just transferred internally. Moved, yeah. he, was, he was moved yeah. off of D. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um there's uh designer Dan Dillon, um, graphic designer Tristan Falcone. There's there's a huge list of people. Um mm-hmm. Amy Dallin, who's been doing a lot of public facing. Um, I
2: saw her you know, yeah. LinkedIn by yeah. post and I was like, Oh I've wow.
3: Followed uh, Amy Dallin for a long time on other things through into being on D&D, you know, she's been on YouTube a, a lot <laughs> in her career, and uh, a yeah. very bubbly, very lively character, um, really suited the role, but sadly she is also uh, on the list. Mm. So yeah, it, and it, it it looks... I mean, Hasbro have, have made a big statement talking about the hows and the whys, which is pretty lengthy, if you want to check it out, you can check out their, their statement. But they're the sort of over and under on it is that they want to keep the company healthy. I think is the term they used. Mm-hmm. Um, right around, of first course.
2: Time too. Hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, a brutal time of year to do it. It's brutal anyway, but a brutal time of year for it to happen. And obviously, um, thoughts going out to everyone that's that's experiencing that. I, I hope everybody uh, finds their passion somewhere else quickly and and pain free. Uh, and continues to do what they want to do because and losing any job at this time of year is brutal but i imagine if you're in that environment you probably have a passion for something yeah. like D, uh, yeah. and so yeah losing losing a passion project must be even more painful sure. so thinking of everyone uh, wishing you all the best
0: yeah, what are the, yeah. what are the laws like in the, in, Amer- in America, JC, for laying people Terrible. off? Is it is it sure literally, it like, is it literally <laughs> like you're harder. laid off? Is pack your bags, off you go?
2: It, no, I think it highly. I, I I can't speak. I don't really know the legal system all that well, but I do know that it really depends on the company and the type right. of severance that you get will always depend on the specific company that you you're hired by. I don't think there's any mandated law that says you need to be compensated in any particular way obviously it's an incentive that companies offer i could yeah. be wrong again i don't pretend to be an expert um i i do think it's a law that um you are required to get some advance notice the, the same way that companies ask you to give two weeks i think there is a a grace period with which you're supposed to be told that actually come to think of it actually that might not be true because now that i'm really reflecting on it i know a company i used to work for that shall not be named um did sort of surprise layoffs um on like a friday evening and then monday we'd be like hey where's this person they're like oh you, you weren't here past five o'clock on friday they're gone so yeah it's, it's in general it's pretty much a, i would assume similar to where it is in other places and overall not great yeah there and... is
3: one one statement from um somebody called rob who's listed as the oh, yeah. art manager Oh. Uh, <laughs> <Rod>? um, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> the statement being yesterday was surprisingly my last day of work at wizards uh, as dnd ttrpg studios art manager my position was eliminated nothing to do with performance um which mm. sounds quite sudden um yeah that, that yeah. doesn't sound like somebody who knew that was coming so right
0: El- eliminated yeah that's the
3: giveaway yeah. right yeah
1: so my understanding Christ. of it is that they sort of through covid sales went like up, up, like quite dramatically. Yep. Like they went. Referring to for the video game companies, like they saw yep. a, a certain uptick, and so what they did is they hired a load of extra people. Yeah. Um. Took on Ho- like, hoping to ride overheads. the COVID
2: wave indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. indefinitely,
1: yeah. and then yeah. yeah, and then obviously it's not continued at that same pace, and now they're like, oh shit, who do we get rid of? And they've yeah, and it seems like they probably got rid of some of their more higher. It sounds like management staff. Um.
0: Yeah. yeah and yeah, higher that, pay people.
1: That'll be But that they have also called that they're just saving money on and then they'll yeah. probably yeah. put even... someone internally into a similar position and pay right. them a lot less.
0: Unfortunately, right. that's the way the corporate world works. They 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 operate like that. They don't see you as an individual, they see you as a, a, just a figure on a spreadsheet. And if yeah. you're yeah. and if and if there's a way to get fresh blood in that's keener with new ideas and la 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 and all this shit and they'll pay and they'll pay you less. Yeah. Then they'll they'll just do it. They'll just be like, well, let's just get rid of this is getting this guy. Opportunity. Get of guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly.
2: And all that, exactly, and all that novelty that. lasts for what? Uh a year, a year and a half, you know, two years depending yeah. on the company before they're like, "Oh, you're no longer fresh blood. You no longer have new ideas," right? They don't really engage. Yeah. yeah Depends, this is
0: this is exactly. It. It's just it, it's just the way that 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 there's that, capitalism for you unfortunately. It's just yeah. the way it is.
1: It, it also seems that D&D is is still is I think one of their better sellers where Hasbro's gone not Mm. wrong or they're falling down Is in like actual physical toy sales sales, tanked because i don't know people aren't buying as many physical toys as they used to Um, that's because they're made out of plastic well yeah i think it's like i don't really like have any young nieces or nephews or anything so i don't know when it comes to like buying stuff for like even christmas i, I, for I like was kids gonna say james do. are
2: you sure you don't know anything about buying toys
1: because i, I, I <laughs> think you buy a lot of hair of fortune
4: <laughs> yeah or
2: define
1: not, define the no. word toy they're not toys jc <laughs> they're collectible figure though no. <laughs> right. yeah, right, well you yeah, know right.
3: i i actually think you might be onto a thread there because when i was when i was uh younger hasbro i think were much more considered toy makers yeah. But now, because I, I, I am a bit of a collector and I, I follow this type of thing and, and it is uh, there has been big layoffs in the, the physical product side of the, the organization mm-hmm. from Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Now with their, uh, their Star Wars Black Series uh, and mm-hmm. their Power Rangers Lightning collection uh, and their Ghostbusters line, Hasbro produce figures that are highly sought after now by collectors and are hard to get Often locked behind uh, exclusivity walls, um, so they're not mass producing toys that you'll see on the shelves of the supermarket anymore, which mm. they used to. Uh, they're yeah, much, they're much more into the- to a more collector's market. I think.
2: Mm. Interesting. That okay. is
0: interesting because, like in the eighties, we were quite. We sort of lucked out. I remember my older brother Sean, who is he's ten years older than me. And he was so envious of the fact that we had like He-Man and Star Wars and all these and Ghostbusters and all these like toys suddenly started coming out because they were, you know, just off the back of the cartoons that were being effectively advertised to us to like get us into like turtles, that type of thing. I, I I can't think of any cartoon now that is like that for kids, like maybe sort of Transformers
4: still
2: in a a weird way Uh, but even but their films are very
0: adult their films are very aimed at adults almost yeah yeah
4: yeah
2: i think I, I, i don't know i mean this is just me kind of spitballing but i think in a world 30 years ago when those were far more popular and that was really the only way to continue to build sort of momentum beyond the the television show was yeah. the related merch now there's so much extra digital content out there that i think that that's where people are focusing yeah. and physical toy sales are are probably only a much smaller aspect of absolutely building up a franchise right because yeah. so many kids now the parents just throw them an ipad and here they're like here entertain yourself yeah, watch Bluey for the next yeah. hour or whatever as
0: dreadful as that is right Right. Yeah,
2: Rob's
1: planning mean, on doing that.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I've
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: already.
1: The, the, He's the, downloaded the, funny, all the bluey. The funny, is,
0: the funny, the funny, the funny thing is, is that is that I spend my life in front of screens. Yeah, like I'm literally in front of a screen right now, and mm. then like, and then like I'll go home, and like Charlotte will be doing the cooking or whatever, and I'll just get this, I'll just get the Steam Deck out in front yep. of a screen, yeah. and as as, I, as I'm playing it, I'm thinking to myself, this is really bad.
4: Yep. <laughs> so, like, <I'm> in front <laughs> Do of you wear screen. glasses from?
0: No, I don't. But I Get probably, ready. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Because do you know what? My focus is I have to like, because I've got a, a fairly, that's a quite nice view outside my office window. We've got like a lot of fields and stuff. And if I, every now and again, I'll be like, I'll be working. I'll go, right, look out the window. Look out the window. i just look out the window. i look mm. at the distance. Because my focus of like things at a distance is starting to like wane a little bit.
2: Yeah. And I'm 42. There's, there's so. a whole thing to it, right? You're supposed to, uh, there was, there was like an old thing. It's like two, two, two for every two minutes or for every twenty minutes, you're supposed to take two minutes to look at least two something away, or twenty feet away, or something like that. I don't, right, don't know okay. exactly what it is. Yeah. But there, there's that philosophy, right. which I'm definitely not practicing because I'm currently in a basement and I run my games from a basement with no mm. windows that lead out to the outside world. I'm mm. trapped. Send help, everyone!
0: Please. Vitamin D as well from the sunshine. Although I know it's winter, <laughs> but still, like it's yeah. so important. Like getting yeah. out, getting out and walking around and stuff. I, it, it, the thing is as well it's like it's like a, what like because i was just thinking then about what you said about the children playing playing with toys hmm. there's definitely now i wonder if like hasbro are aware that there's a cutoff of like when they start stop playing with toys and start playing computer games right,
2: right. because
0: that obviously happens at some point like we like f- to think of my sort of own experience of that i, I must have been about maybe 10 or 11 when i started playing um you made Itta- the transition. atari yeah, that yeah. transition from like computer games sorry from toys from physical toys to computer games and then to listen to me listening to music while still playing computer games right and i've kind of stayed that way like you know yeah. it was like yeah. the generation above me was like was like yeah toys to toys computer games eh, they're all right oh now music
2: or whatever mm-hmm.
0: or now mm-hmm. i'm an adult and they have never went back to computer games Whereas we right. kind of just stuck with them forever yeah, yeah. Us now, adults,
3: Damien,
2: Damien. you've come full circle. You
3: went. I was just going to say, adults game, will of often <laughs> come full circle. I did the exact same thing. I was toys and then moved to video games, and then as I've got older, I've been like, man, I really want a statue or a figure of Kratos <laughs> stood on my <laughs> shelf. Do you do you, do, or, you play,
0: do you play with your toys, Damien?
3: Um, I uh, I, suppo- <laughs> I suppose I uh, suppose expose. <laughs> And Rob's space for all of you <laughs> listeners at home right now.
2: His little like. <laughs>
0: to <play> with <laughs> <team>. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I
2: can't fucking talk.
0: I've got a bloody. Yeah, massive, you've got your got a massive controlled airplane. I have got my Magumpler here that I'm trying to figure out rules for, so I can make them fight each other. It's like <laughs> <laughs> all over it. I'm like, every yeah. five, whenever I get a spare five minutes, I'm like, how can I make the Gunplars fight each other, like, like, <laughs> like, oh, like a go. cool sort of 40k kind of way? There must be a way to do it.
3: Well, that's what I'll do. Novel. I'll rearrange. Because a lot of a lot of the collectibles I have are um, I have a lot of Godzilla's. Nice, Because um, I love Godzilla. Uh, you Godzilla, Godzilla minus, one, minus one. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a fantastic <laughs> movie. Um, my first Toho movie as well in the cinema, which was really special. Okay. Um, so I've got a lot of Godzilla's, and they are posable. I've got some other anime figures from uh, My Hero Academia, which is uh, they're all posable. I've got Ghostbusters, um, hmm. which were very expensive, um. Which are poseable. So I will often oh, wow. change the poses of them to like yeah. refresh them on the shelf. Yeah. Right. Um, right. I'm the same so, with,
2: this, with this guy here. My, yeah, my, my that's
3: kind know, of play. That's kind of playing with them. them. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. make
2: a great elf on a shelf parent, come to think of it. You're getting all this. Uh, all <laughs> this we ordered one and it never person. turned up.
3: Good. Our, our Good. elf is off somewhere in the postal service doing strange yeah. poses. You'll, get, you'll get
0: postcards from France and stuff. <laughs> It'll be like, outside the Eiffel Tower,
4: just like cheering yeah. like, yeah. oh, now.
2: I, I dread the day of having a kid and having to buy one of these elves on a shelf. Not not to say that I don't enjoy the creative aspect of it, and but... Yeah. The fact that it's such—it's like so in the cultural zeitgeist that you must have one. And it's kind of like the thing. Yeah, because they'll like, come back oh.
0: from school
2: and they'll say, right. "Oh,
4: Sam, I just got another one." Shop. Everybody oh, want... else has yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one. So
0: that's what's gonna happen. It's the yeah. same with the mobile phone. Like that's the thing. That's the day I'm dreading when they're like, can mm. I have... Dad? Can I have a mobile phone?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and they be like, they like an eighteen-year-old. I'm like, "No." You like, yeah, yeah you can have, uh... have one just go buy it yourself and get yourself onto a contract yep. you pay for it go for it
2: <laughs> you can do a family plan if you want but it's got to be on you <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. yeah, um yeah. yeah so all of that to say um rough day rough day for for hasbro and employees uh, of oh
2: right right the news yes yeah, <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. see what i did there um right. nice. i only have a couple of very small uh, additions. So there's just mm. a couple of releases that I wanted to kind of highlight because mm. I think they look cool. Um, there's a new, a new game called Castaway, which looks Ooh. like it uses the Morkborg system. Yes. But you don't That's need right. to have the Morkborg book one, in order to run it. What,
0: what system is that?
3: Um, I've never run Morkborg, but it's I know it's very popular. It's extremely artistic.
2: It's like, um, yeah, it's book. like post apocalyptic. Um... What it's like, very, yeah, sort of cyborgish. I don't yeah, know it's cr- too much about it.
3: From what I understand, it's relatively rules light, but rules mm-hmm. comprehensive. It's, it's, um, okay. I've never run it, but it, it's very, the, the, the book is extremely lavish. It's very, it's a yellow book from memory with a big skeleton on the front of it. And it's, mm-hmm. all the interiors are very kind of arty and laid out with full color pages and, and strange, uh, Strange layouts and things like that. It's quite a, an arty book, but Castaway aims to uh, give the uh, player the feeling of of being cast away on a shipwreck, uh, on an island, lost at sea, uh, with a kind of Age of Sail flavor. From what I'm reading, oh, um, cool. but also a little fantasy. So it's not pure uh, survival sin. Mm. It, it has elements of fantasy to it as well. Um, so if you are if if you want to be Tom Hanks, I was gonna say. Was like, well, surprised I got the
2: name. Uh, um, well, I, I feel no, like I there's I... a ttrpg for everything now. Like, you know, oh yeah, <laughs> there would be a ttrpg for Tom Hanks's Castaway. Role
0: role point. playing role playing Wilson would be pretty straightforward, wouldn't it? It, it would be. Or is it? actually really oh, introspective God, that and stuck deep? Stuck with and... me that did. Oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that stuck with me too. It's That's
0: so um, sad that bit. Yeah. Poor Wilson
3: great movie in the,
2: in the water when he loses it yeah, yeah. spoilers a really, for a it's a really love it's a movie. really lovely <laughs>
0: way of showing you like like the house yeah just how we rely on each other it's just and, and obviously he just had a companion yeah. and oh it's just so beautiful yeah like need for social could,
2: connection and the fact yeah. that he was starved of it for two years yeah yeah, yeah. totally
3: the fact so I can, sad. the fact I can say, um, younger listeners, if you don't know Castaway, ask your parents, is really upsetting to me.
2: <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that was what early to mid nineties. Now, yeah, right? it's, yeah.
4: It's, yeah. It's
0: it's it's mental to think about how much like because I was thinking about this the other day when when I when um when our child get like gets delivered into the world and becomes like you know, um, a sentient enough to sort of appreciate you know, like Marvel and Star Wars and all these things that obviously I love, like how much content there is for them to absorb even now right. like going back to the 70s there's just so much amazing stuff it's like it's like I'm, i keep touring the idea of like whether or not I should, if when i when they eventually go dad can i watch star wars and i'll be like oh I, i'm so pleased this day has come what do world. i what do i show them first <laughs> do i show them episode one or do I go like, you know, do I, or, the, or do I start them in episode four? Like how we all kind of, you know, were started. Well, well I was mm. certainly, I'm sure JC was the same, you know? Like And then mm-hmm. do we go that way or do we go that? Like, cause the, 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 you... the reveal of Anakin being Darth Vader yeah. was such a massive deal to the audiences. Cause they had no, cause you had no idea if Darth Vader was lying. Right.
3: No.
2: Was
0: he right. lying? And then in episode um, six, is it? No. Yeah, Six, Return mm. of the Jedi. Mm-hmm, you're like, mm-hmm. fuck, he was telling the truth.
2: Yep. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, Father, God. Father, there is still yeah. some good in you. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah.
3: I would probably do it that way. I'd, I'd probably have them experience the original first. Probably that being one of the main reasons is to keep that, that yeah. surprise. To see that surprise on their face Yeah, um, would be kind of a vicarious way of reliving that. So...
2: Yeah, there's totally. the there's the three different ways of watching it i i always forget the name of the other way but there's the chronological
3: mm-hmm. there's
2: the sequential so chronological meaning the you know in the same order that they came out for us as an audience yep. um sequential meaning episodes one through nine in that order yep. um and then there's the the weird one ah i don't remember the name of this the machete order that's it um, oh, well, okay, Okay. so this one here, I'll just read you the tagline for this because I did do the, the quick Google search. The Machete Order is a unique Star Wars viewing experience designed by fan Rod Hilton. It skips episode one entirely because mm-hmm. some viewers deem it less relevant to the overall narrative. Machete Order okay. preserves Darth's, Darth Vader's true identity until the Empire Strikes Back, enhancing the viewing experience and allowing for a more emotional storyline um it goes oh, wow okay. so you start with episode four a new hope you go to episode five the empire strikes back right. then you jump to episode two attack okay. of the clones then episode three revenge of the sith and then episode six return of the jedi oh
4: so right okay that, it's yeah, a I, weird yeah, right it. it's a it's a yeah, i get, a, it, I get yeah. it i get i yeah, get the appeal get to
2: this order That's but it's weird right oh i'm
0: gonna have to do that over, over
2: christmas yeah. Yeah. The real question is, <laughs> what 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 order do you watch everything else in all the expanded universe stuff, the Clone Wars, yeah, the Rebels, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. all the different shows, all the interim movies, Rogue One, honest... Han Solo, Star Wars mm. story. As much,
0: as much as I love some of the new stuff, I I just you know, aren't you a super like... big
2: fan of the uh, last trilogy, Rob? I, I thought <laughs> you said you loved how. <laughs> star wars how, <laughs> how
0: like all those star destroyers just turned up for absolutely no yeah, reason whatsoever yeah. in the final episode they make
2: absolutely no sense at can, all can i just say by the way uh, uh, on this topic we've we've beaten it to death but here comes the horse all over again who here has played knights of the old republic
0: of course yeah yeah I do you remember
2: yeah. this the plot line like the major sort of the the uh what was it the star forge I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. called, yep. right? Yep. That was the, what was producing all these ships. And I was like, what a brilliant plot line that they would take or they should take when I was thinking what they were going to do for Force Awakens in terms of what the, you know, the big bad sort yeah, of yeah, plot yeah. was. No, they just ended up making the death star bigger and, you know, more lethal. Um, here's Star Killer Base. But then they Sweet kind death of star. they kind of did that with the last movie but they didn't explain its origins or anything else like that so i was like oh what a horrible mismatch of concepts that they could have done yeah, from yeah. the beginning in a different way the way knights of the old republican done it and it would have been
4: so my sweet
2: um, my brother and i
0: have had so many very very long conversations into into the like the dead of night about this and how we would have mm. loved to have them to have done it it's like if you look at the um something we we both agreed on which is which i think would be would have been amazing would been you know they said they talked about the balance of the force yeah and that there's always two and the rule of two and if they they could have really played with this and said the rule of two is actually there always has to be a Sith. And if you destroy mm. the Sith the force gets completely it completely eradicates It's gone. Right the universe. And they could have been like why like like Luke at the end of the of, end of Return of the Jedi you don't see him use the force again. And there could be like like it could be like the start of the the next the next um, thing would have been a huge surprise. Oh, by the way, there is no force, but what it takes is for someone who is force sensitive to do so to do some kind of like maniacal act with it. And they could do that, like they could they could like for example, if they if they suddenly decided that they were going to hurt someone or someone wronged them, and they do that whole thing, or they like oh they like kill them. All of a sudden, all the Force Sensitive's all suddenly become really sensitive, and it's like Ooh. everyone's got the Force again. And it's yeah. like, oh fuck! Like that would have been so good, like
2: the uh, a literal The Force Awakens kind yeah, of yeah. Know, exactly. Once again, that's, it returns. That's what we to the that's world. what
0: we thought. We thought yeah. the Force was awoke would, would has been dormant because of that happening. That's why we thought they called it that. We
2: were. That like, would have actually honestly so been Been a better trilogy.
0: <laughs> it was so interesting. It was so interesting because it makes the yeah. it makes the Force so much more mysterious and. Magical and like you know, you know it, it yeah, they really missed a trick. And the whole thing about the Metaclorians thing, they didn't need to explain it, they didn't need to explain where it comes from.
2: Oh, you it, don't you didn't it, like the metachlorians? Right? <laughs> <it> your Metaclorian <laughs> yeah, count is super. Oh, yeah, I loved it,
0: ones. I loved it, loved it. But you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's such a shame. They really didn't like oh, I don't know. Here's here's anyway, a excellent
2: transition to, to the next part of this podcast. Mm. Um, if I do so myself. Yeah. Part of, I think, what made The Force so mysterious and interesting in the original trilogy, I think, is in large part due not just to the writing and the world building of it, but to the music. Oh, because yeah. Because John Williams's lilting sort of mysterious score, you know what I'm talking about, that oh, one yeah, segment yeah, yeah.
4: where he goes... Where it's like
2: almost inaccessible, it sounds like something you're trying to yes. grab that's not yes. quite there. Yes, absolutely. Right? isn't that just anytime i hear the word force i think of either two things i think of that little bit from the score or the you know the binary sunset uh, bit mm-hmm. um, yeah no. so i th- i don't know so i think great. music does so much service for oh, yeah. that uh, for that concept totally. which brings us to what rob well we're going to be talking about magic combos so right yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yes, um, tales from the tables, guys. What mm. do you have in terms of magical combos that have happened in games where you've been like flipping egg? That was incredible. What an amazing magical combo that was. Either you've seen it happen amongst all of your players, and they've worked mm. as a team to use all their magic together. Which you know, let's face it, or as DMs, that's like the moment of like, ah. Oh, When you see them suddenly realize that they can all work together and they do it and it's a success. And you're like, yes, this is what it's all about. Watching Mm. all these players work together in this way is so incredible. Yeah. So yeah, anything like that, um, that you've got, or or just an individual player where they've just they've just gone, you know, they've looked at their they they understand their character through and through and they've they've linked some magic sort of you know together and they've just gone this then this incredible thing i was just like wow yeah,
2: yeah. get it i'm sure i've got a million of these damien anything off the top of
3: your head um the first thing that comes to mind uh, i think i've talked before on the podcast about a uh, a death knight in descent into avernus campaign being clowned by the group uh, and that was uh, thanks in no small part to the fact that a they polymorphed the nightmare he was riding um, <laughs> Wait, I a, didn't right. know this. Actually, into polymorph it a, into into a turtle. <laughs> Brilliant. <because, laughs> yeah, as you do. Um, so that's one one uh. big problem out of the way. Uh, and the other thing was, um, in a in a <laughs> in a setting in hell, uh, a large portion of my player base had fire based abilities. So the warlock um, was able, I'm, I'm off the top of my head forgetting what it's called, but was basically able to negate. Fire resistance and fire immunity with one of his abilities, um, which okay, cool. again took away a big benefit yeah, that, that's huge. that that character has at their disposal. Uh, and then, because all of them were just flinging fireballs and carrying flaming swords and uh, scorching rays and all of these fire-based abilities, it 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 became a pretty a pretty one-sided fight. <laughs> right, right. That's actually really
2: really good i know yeah. sorcerer is it a sorcerer or maybe it's a wizard subclass one of them has the ability to change the damage type of i think this is a sorcerer thing i might be mistaken um but one subclass has the ability to change the damage type of a spell that you know and you can change it to a different damaging type as long as yeah. you can have one of those in your in your repertoire um which so useful so useful um imagine changing a fireball to force damage in that sort of situation yeah you know? so good um combos though wise i know i've seen <laughs> a rather a rather infamous example was a party of mine walking through a dungeon they had a absolute horde of creatures coming at them i actually forget specifically what the creatures were they were low level minions there was probably a good um i think 15 of them right against a probably, probably a party of six And I specifically had it where they were coming in through a hallway, sort of like a choke point um, with the idea that they would make use of their AOEs, but I never expected them to take out all of the minions in one go with a combo of cone of cold from the wizard and a shatter because it was, it was just beautifully done. All of the ones that were, uh, that, you know, failed their con saves were frozen into statues, as per the description of Cone of Cold. And then the sorcerer came in, followed that up with a shatter, which just blasted the not just the rest of the the minions, but the entirety of the hallway to smithereens and oblivion, collapsing rubble in on everything and, and burying them all, but also trapping mm-hmm. the party inside the rest of the dungeon, which was brilliant, you know, and yeah. I, I had a, a roll from that um not quite like the most epic i mean i've seen i guess grease and fireball combos um and i've sort of house ruled that that does extra fire damage and and such um i don't know i don't know i have to i have to really give it a consideration what about hmm. you rob any, um, any specific examples my biggest problem
0: is that i can i can never remember the specific um magic that they've used hmm. but um one that really sort of springs to mind is when they these guys were fighting this ancient this legendary black dragon, and they um, managed to trap it into like they they managed to sort of corner it into like this one area of this like this town that it was pretty much destroying. Trying to find them, um, and I can't remember exactly what they did, but they they did like they managed to make themselves all invisible,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and then they managed to um, create a portal. And tempted the dragon into the portal somehow by creating like a um an image of either it was like the, the dragon's worst enemy or something I don't know what I can't remember what it was but it was somehow they somehow they figured this all this out mm. but it was that was that it was that process of going through those tactics and they did it really quickly like they were like right I'll do this I'll do that we'll do this nice. and then we'll create this portal and then they'll just be like and the dragon will go through through that dragon into the portal and then we'll close the portal and then the dragon will be gone. Um, somewhere in some other you know place in the multiverse, yeah, uh, which yeah. was like just just brilliant. But uh, for the life of me, I can't, I can't remember. Right,
4: right. <laughs> my specifics.
3: um my Icewind Dale uh, game uh, on a uh, a Tuesday night. Shark guys, I'll be seeing you later. Um, they they used uh, a great combo. They were up against a quite frankly insurmountable number of foes, having stumbled into an area filled with uh, Dwergar. um and they used a combination of spike growth and wall of thorns. Uh... Uh, so they they made an area uh, uh, deadly, pretty much, with spike growth or at least extremely uh, dangerous. When you move through spike growth, it does damage. Mm-hmm. And then used wall of thorns to kind of ring that around them as well. And mm-hmm. they were in this sort of bunkered down position where the enemy had to come to them. So they created this no-man's land of horrendous spikes and thorns and constant magical damage that was just mm-hmm. assailing anybody that wanted to come anywhere near them that was a great combo that that wiped nice. the board <laughs> nice it
2: was that in a zardorak or sunblight fortress uh,
3: yes it was yeah yeah yeah
4: spoilers oh no <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: um, yeah excellent uh, i i have a oh i was just gonna Hello? say i have oh. a i have a super quick thought on this um mm-hmm. it wasn't a spell combo, but it was a spell used probably in the one of the more creative ways I've ever seen to completely delete the rest of the session that I had planned <laughs> and it made me have to jump like a session and a half in advance. So, um, and I, I might have mentioned this at a, at a previous point, but I can go into a little bit more detail without making it too long. My This was a very end level sort of epic campaign moment. Um, my players are invading the Mind Flayer homeworld. They're on a ship. The Nautiloids come out in in force. There's dozens of them. You know, they're running. The majority of the main attacking force is kind of running a distraction so that they can kind of just deal with a few ships and then land on the planet. Um, while they're doing so, they defeat like three Nautiloids after a very hard won battle. They're expending most of their resources. They're on the deck of a, of a GIF ship fighting them off. And then they see this massive Nautiloid Dreadnought that I described it as this huge thing that dwarfs even their massive ship. And it's coming up. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. I had this whole idea where I was going to make it like uh, a Truth and Reconciliation segment from the original Halo game. If you guys have played this, um, basically you, you board a Covenant, an alien Covenant ship. And it's yeah, super sick. alien for the first time, and you have to kind of navigate your way through it. And I kind of really wanted that for my players. So I had fully intended to capture them using this practically undefeatable Nautiloid, which is racing at them at breakneck speed as they're coming at it. So they're about to collide effectively. And one, my wizard player, who, to his credit, plays with the intelligence that, of, of his character, because he's quite an intelligent player and a creative one, said, Hey, JC, nothing can physically pass through a wall of force, right? And I was like, shut shut the hell up. Shut shut up up right now. And he says, no, 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 I'm not protecting us. And I was like, no, I know. He's like, I want to put this up in the air as the ship is coming towards it. I want to put up a wall of force there. Like, it's not going to be the same size as the ship, but the ship won't be able to pass through it. And it's coming at how fast? And I'm like, uh, it's coming fast. I I can't tell you the exact specifics of the speed. And he's like, I'm going to try this. And I was like, this is too good
3: of an idea
2: to hand wave away. Being like, no, it doesn't quite work. Or there's an anti-magic field around the ship or something like that. It was too good of an idea. And Mm. it deleted the whole truth and reconciliation idea I had for the players boarding the ship or escaping Uh, from their prison cells. I had to take out, like, two sessions worth of content and throw it in the bin. But Uh. it was so good. And I described it as almost – actually, I really don't have a parallel for for this, but the ship just – crashes into it the wall of force splits it in twain as the force of the reverberation kind of accordions the rest of the ship and explodes out the back end and just it was devastation and a point of inspiration was not enough to award that player for that creative use of just using it offensively rather than defensively just became so clutch in that moment and he's like great i'm gonna keep this in my back pocket for future reference yeah right like, never
4: again
0: <laughs> yeah i suppose i suppose the key for that is to just make sure that whenever anything like that happens again there's something on board that they value that could also be destroyed right right perhaps yeah i don't know
2: like an npc that's very important yeah. to them or or yeah. the mcguffin or whatever it is right. exactly yeah Some, but, some
0: something that stops know. them from being able to do it
2: yeah yeah but, I, I was, but well but they, I mean, it was an in, in the moment decision. They had maybe two rounds to decide or one round to decide how to do this. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, the ship was basically upon them and he was like, I'm going to cast wall of force. And I was like, God damn it. No. That's
0: <laughs> so great. epic. I could so see it as well. How, how big is a, how, how wide is a wall
2: of force? Uh, I think it's a hundred conti- contiguous or it's like 10 by, okay. So it's 10, 10 by 10 foot squares. Um, and you can arrange that in a pattern of your choice so you can have a straight line of a wall of force for instance and then the ship just splits as it comes into it or you can face it or you can shape it like a sphere or a dome and then you know that'll cause more blunt devastation than cutting i suppose but yeah you know this is all postulating there's no real rule for how does a wall of force affect a
3: massive moving object but
2: it doesn't even need Newton to be
3: big enough to engulf the front of the ship. Yep. It's like yep. a car hitting a, a lamppost, you know. Yep. If mm. it's going fast enough, it's going to cut the car in half. Yep. Uh, you know, even just a, a immovable rod.
2: Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> would do some, would do some damage, immovable yeah. rod. <laughs> yeah. But the, the problem with the immovable can rods... Can they hit each other? Yeah, I mean... But the thing is, so like, at least the immovable rod has a threshold, right? Yeah, there is a certain amount of, of uh, oh, weight it right. can take before it is physically moved. But you can still do insane things with a, with an immovable rod. That same wizard player in a different campaign has used an immovable rod to great effect. I'll 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 I'll, I'll give him a link to this episode. Tell him he's been appropriately shouted out. How? <laughs> what would happen if a wall of force met a wall of force?
0: Ooh! Would they cancel each other out? No. No? They would just no, they would just be like so. they'd op- open a rip in time and space? Pro- probably that. That's how yeah. I probably the same
3: as putting a, 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 yeah. an extra-dimensional space inside an extra-dimensional space. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah no rules for it, of, but yeah. The,
0: the, it opens the warp.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah chaos honestly. just comes out.
2: Yeah! The far like, realm oh, portal fuck. just tears <laughs> open, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever seen Event Horizon?
2: Yeah. No, I've wanted to. You know, that's actually that
0: is actually Totally based on 40k lore. Is it really? It. Yep. Stop. Yep. The guy, the guy, the guy who wrote it was into 40k, and he based it on like a a prequel to all of that.
3: That movie is. I watched that film for the first time at an age I really shouldn't have.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, that's uh, and it messed uh, Samuel, me up. The, tape, oh, right? the, tape, the tape, the tape recording was enough. Yes, yeah, Sam Neill's in it. Who, Samuel. who very, who very nearly played James
2: Bond. Oh yeah, yeah. You seen the, you I seen the recording for it? Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, seen that. Yeah, uh, there is, Lawrence Fishburn, I think. Yeah,
3: right? there is a moment. Right. I think Rob, you just alluded to it. The the recording when they when they finally there's Ugh. a recording. They basically the, the the quick premise is a ship goes missing. It suddenly right. shows back up. Um, it has yeah. effectively warp technology on it. Um, that they've tested, but maybe it ended up somewhere it shouldn't have been. Oh, and yeah. so when they when the salvage crew come to kind of collect it, um. All all heck breaks loose, and there's a recording yeah. of what happened aboard the ship, but they, it's all scrambled, and they can't—they can only hear yeah. bits and pieces of it. But there is a scene where they're all sat round, and they they finally descramble the video footage, oh, and it's, it is one oh, of the most duh. haunting moments I've ever seen in a horror Ooh. movie. Ooh, it sounds like right yeah. up my alley. I gotta go watch it. That's it's, really her- cool. it's
0: horrific. It's it's a proper good. It's a proper good like haunted house. Yeah. Yeah. in space type of affair very similar nice. to alien in that respect but it's 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 like um i love like the whole premise of it the fact that the ship reappears outside neptune and, like, they have to go to Neptune. And Neptune mm. is, like, it's already quite a mysterious planet anyway because not many people know, like, a lot of scientists My don't really know planet. a lot about that planet.
2: <laughs> yeah, but It's it's
0: already <laughs> – and when they arrive, there's, like, thunderstorms happening on Neptune and stuff. Nice. Like, and this, it's, just, it's just so atmospheric. It's really, really How cool. How have I never seen you'll love it. Oh, you'll love it, JC. You'll love I it. started
2: trying you'll to watch – um, because I was – recently I was feeling the alien kick from all of our discussions oh, on yeah, this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I started to uh, not go back to Alien, but I tried to watch – uh, Life, which is a film that came out not that long ago, a few years mm-hmm. ago, with um, Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, a handful of other uh, oh. cast members. Is it good? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got a very interesting premise. It's very alien-like in that basically aboard the, uh, aboard the International Space Station, um, a team of astronauts uh, collect a specimen from Mars, and the specimen has a small microorganism that is kind of revolutionary in the way it adapts and grows. And it, it can, it can multiply itself really rapidly. In other words, it becomes yeah. a much, much larger organism as it goes on, but it basically is like a sentient goo. It's great. If you're, you know, playing um, a campaign where you, and you want a little bit of inspiration for like a goo based antagonist, but it becomes oh, yeah. super strong and escapes its confinement and starts, doing a lot of violent things spoilers for not that good of a movie um Um, unfortunately ryan reynolds outstays his welcome just long enough to make it annoying um (laughs) and he died he's the first one to die spoilers again
0: i do find Um, ryan reynolds can
2: be a little bit annoying because he because he ryan reynolds right like that's constantly it's like all right we get it yeah we get it he's great in certain things like deadpool where he needs to be ryan reynolds 24 7. Yeah. But in something like this, he's just, he comes off as brash and he was appropriately cast and he just overstays mm. his walk a little bit, but he dies. And and then the thing escapes into the vents and it goes on from there. And I got halfway through it and stopped. I was like,
4: yeah, oh, tough.
2: It does, it does feel like it
0: could be quite an, a, an exhausting endeavor being Ryan Reynolds 24 seven.
4: Yeah. Yeah. The expectation. <laughs> it was like, it's like, it's
0: like with, um, have you, ever, have you guys ever seen Jim Carrey talk about when he met uh, Tommy Lee Jones for the first time? No, and he, he met so you know they were in they were in Batman Forever together. Oh yeah, he was, yeah, he was playing true. he was playing the Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones was playing Two Face, uh, with uh, Val Kilmer as the Batman. Right. And uh, prior to them shooting the film, um, Jim Carrey walked into a restaurant in uh, in Hollywood, and um, Tommy Lee Jones was there, and he was like, "Oh no way, Tommy Lee, that's Tommy Lee Jones is in here. I'm going to go say hello," and he went over to him and. Apparently, Jim Carrey said that Tommy Lee Jones turns to look to see Jim Carrey coming towards him, and his face just drops. And Jim Carrey's oh, like, no. "Oh, okay." And this is at the height of Jim Carrey's fame; like he's done yeah. mask he's done, you know, he's like, he's like, you know, top billing Hollywood actor. Right. And right. he goes over to Tommy Lee Jones, and Tommy Lee Jones is just like, like he starts to like shake like an old man, and and Jim Carrey's like, "What's what's the matter with him?" and and Jim Carrey sort of like, sort of comes down and says, like, Hi Tommy, I'm Jim. Like we could be working together. It's really great to meet you. And, and Tony Jones like, like think like tells him to like come closer. Yeah. And he puts his arm around him and he squeezes him. And he goes to his ear and he says, something. Oh, what is it he says? Anticlimax time. Uh-oh. I cannot. Uh, something, something, something. Your, buff- your buffoon- your buffoonery. I cannot. Oh, what is it? Oh, is it like I can't say. stand. Yeah, I can't stand you. I can't. I can't like warrant your buffoonery or something like that. Oh
2: Basically, like a
0: really God. like you could tell that he really doesn't like him. Oh, and, and Jim Carrey was like, Jim Carrey was like, man. great. So <laughs> I just be told that the guy I'm going to be working alongside with, who an actor that I really admire and have admired for years, thinks I'm, I'm a, I'm I'm a buffoon. oof you know? I'm How looking up the exact
2: quote because now I must know.
0: Yeah, please find it. Yeah, because i cause I'm sorry that I couldn't I couldn't recall it. I couldn't Oh recall. is this a Tommy
1: Lee Jones? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When Jim Carrey <laughs> goes up to Yeah, It's
0: really it's really harsh because Jim Carrey's like comedy, like his style of comedy was so different to what would been out up until that point. Yeah. And he becomes so famous and so popular. And for Tommy Lee Jones just to like, you know, big well known actor. Wow very good actor turns around and says what does he say to him JC have you found it? I found
2: the quote yeah, yeah. so may, may I um, quote by Carrie he got up shaking Carrie continued he must have been in a mid kill me fantasy or something like that and he went to hug me and he said I hate you I really don't like you and I That's said it. meaning Carrie and I said what's the problem and pulled up a chair which probably wasn't smart and he said I cannot sanction your buffoonery there you go. I cannot sanction <laughs> your buffoonery <laughs> that's a compliment that honestly that's great in a in a weird way but sure i i totally get it why that could be a massive blow
0: it's it's a real shame because because like clown is such a valued form of form of artistic expression across the world like you go to especially if you go to paris and you go to france like clown is like massive like you look yeah. at sasha bonner cohen and um his wife mm-hmm. they both went to lecoq which is a, a clown school a very very world famous clown school in paris and which is why it's about sasha bonner cohen is such an amazing clown like all this stuff he does like borat and like all the other characters he plays mm. it's all clown that he's
2: doing it's clown yeah. Yeah.
0: and yeah it's it's incredible but um yes yeah, i it's guess it's a shame Jones
2: didn't have a didn't really care get for it, it.
0: Yeah, he doesn't get it. But he would have done it. If Tommy D. Jones went to like drama school, he would have done clown. Like that would have been part of his sure. the whole the thing with the red nose, when you put the red nose on and suddenly you have to like, you know, deal with the fact that you've got a big red nose on and it's like yep. that whole like lesson that they do.
2: Yep. Yeah. That was that that happened to me in my first Dark fest. Um one of my team players showed up with a clown <laughs> nose, like a red clown nose, gave it to me and said, "You have to wear this, John. Wear it. Wear it the whole time, John." And I'm like, no. <laughs> no
3: thank you um and it was a reference uh,
2: yeah. to a, a character that he uh that he plays in our game uh called clown which is kind of this like, uh, right eldritch entity very very it style with a lot of baggage there and do oh, won't God, get into the dark. deep lore of my of my <laughs> yeah. wayfinders team campaign um but yeah there's a I, I remember being handed that red nose and being like uh i'll wear it for like five minutes while i'm finishing my prep and then <laughs> Yeah right. <laughs> yeah. So we we were just talking,
0: James, about magical combos. So oh yes. yeah,
1: got any? Uh, I have a really one that I I hated my players pulling off, but it was That's um you- I I, and I imagine I I don't know maybe you've already talked about it while I was off um <laughs> off air, Uh but it was rope trick, uh combined with um fly um so Ooh. there was just that hole
4: that In they the disappear the
1: into. But they just flew up into it, and then occasionally flew down, shot everything, flew back inside it, and we're like, and because of where they were shooting, Genius. it was far enough away that they couldn't get the angle to return fire.
4: Right,
1: right. right. It was yeah. yeah you can do some massive
2: oh, stuff with rub trick.
1: I, sh- I should also also say that I can't remember what the combination was either, but the distance that this archer could shoot was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at not a disadvantage, it was like mm-hmm. three hundred eighty feet or something. Oh, sounds so now like
2: like, sharpshooter feet with a longbow, probably. Yeah, like maybe. Yeah, maybe feet. it was something as simple as yeah. that.
1: Yeah, it gets to like something crazy, like a thousand feet. And I think they were like maybe five hundred feet away shooting, actually. And yeah, they just had this rope trick set up. So like, well, the angles all mine. Uh, right. they just peppered. So they took no damage in this final boss battle. Um, I yeah, killed I two other players, so it's fine. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, sorry, player characters. I should probably specify Play that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Murder yeah. <laughs> <surprised. laughs> anybody. Boy, no. you were mad. Legally. <laughs> 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 uh, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah, so, so they they, that, caught, was, yeah. that was. Yeah, exactly. And they never will.
0: There was never <laughs> enough evidence.
1: Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is inadmissible. Some... Could I say Some so?
2: messed up things you can do with rope trick for for our listeners who are not perhaps super privy to rope trick. Um, I know most of our audience knows the spells in and out, but um, I know a few uh-huh. don't. I don't. And, yeah, <laughs> well, rope trick is this uh, spell where you it's obviously requires a rope as part of its components, and it suddenly like snake charmer kind of goes up into the air. I think it's up to thirty feet that it goes and creates an invisible extra dimensional portal. Um, To a sort of extra dimensional space at the top end of the rope so you can climb up into that space and then effectively be invisible and unseen but still have a view of everything going on below you while you're in this space the only indication that you're still there is the rope that hangs down to presumably the floor or in your case James the middle of the air Um, (laughs) probably but you can always pull the rope into the hole and so you can use that to escape combat you can use that to take you know snarky pot shots coming out of cover shooting going back into cover basically you becoming invisible the whole time um people can't do anything about it unless they ready actions and it's hard to get a good angle on it like you said and stuff and it's it's truly a one of those like on the surface it seems like fun and kind of kind of silly and, and snarky and you can pull off a couple of fun things with it but I've seen people do stupid things with it things that they should not be able to like pulling up the MacGuffin that the the you know BBEG requires be on the battlefield and putting it in this extra dimensional space and being like oh, what are you going to do now you can't reach it <laughs> and stuff like that so. <laughs> assholes <laughs>
0: is is, is, if you destroyed the rope can you destroy the rope would uh, stop- I would say no. so, yeah. Because
1: would it's a, mun- it? I think
2: it's a mundane rope, isn't
1: it? I don't know. At the point that it becomes part of the spell, is then a magical rope? I mean, maybe I may maybe you'd rule that you could destroy the rope, but
0: which
2: would then destroy the hole or close the mm-hmm. hole? I don't. Well, think maybe you just no. I think, I think you close just the hole out if you want to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> worst. I don't know, Damien. What do you think? Well, how would you rule the rope?
3: Hmm. I I wouldn't make it a magical item. Um. I would have it as still be a mundane rope. Maybe if. I think it's one of those it's one of those things where I-, I feel like it would have to be ruled in the moment if that isn't a cop out. Mm-hmm. Because if if the fight is losing all of its drama because of a trick like that,
4: mm-hmm. I'd be tempted
3: trick. to shift the drama in the direction of that spell and make it that the villain has some way of of destroying the rope, which would then Whereas in another circumstance, I might rule it another way, just because it's right. more fun to rule it that way. Right. Um. Not in the same game, of course, because that would that would be double standards and would cause all kinds of mess. But in separate yeah. games, I would probably rule it differently, depending because I'm a big fan of of keeping the drama. Sure. And so if 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 something that the players are doing, even very creative, is killing the mood of of the session. Yeah. If they're having a great time, an amazing time, then it's not so bad. But if there's players around the table that are visibly getting frustrated because this one trick is just undoing everything and they're just taking mm. pot shots and yeah. getting no joy out of it, then, mm. yeah, I'd probably rule it in the direction of finding a way to, to get rid of that. That's <laughs> that's yeah,
0: def- yeah, that's fair enough. I think um, with them, um, so Dispel Magic is... Mm-hmm. If I just read this to you, so it's um you probably you guys will probably already know this already, but choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. That would work. Any spell of a third level or lower on the target ends. Yep. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability check using your spell casting ability. The DC equals ten plus the spell's level. On a successful check, the spell ends. At higher levels, when you cast a spell using a spell slot of fourth level or higher, you automatically end the spell effects of a spell on the target if the spell's level is equal to or less than the level of the spell slot you used. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that could probably
2: work, couldn't it? That makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah you, dis- oh, you could
1: dispel it. And just if I had cre-
2: again. Oh yeah. sorry, sorry James, go ahead, go ahead. No,
1: if I had yeah, I think that's probably what my what I would have done if I'd had a creature that could have done that.
2: Right. Yeah. And right. You usually, like a, lizard, maybe
1: right. yeah, the problem what well, the problem is that they were fighting creatures they would already fought before. Yeah. To the point where, like, well, they sort of know what they can do. And if I could have right. used spell magic before, I would have used it before, probably. 100%. 100%, yeah, 100% yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I can't Bring pull it out back. Of my spell.
2: <laughs> I'd love to see a rope trick against a beholder, like a proper beholder, because then they just look at the area where the person disappeared to and it's suddenly in the anti magic cone and they come falling out. <laughs> ah! Yeah. So, dispel magic is again with my hot take one of those things that in a different world I'd probably make a one minute casting time. It's a great spell. It's also a no fun allowed spell. But yeah. to that to that end, one of my most famous early, uh, not frustrating, just I was like super proud and it was a super funny moment was with my very first original Ashen Throne campaign. My players saw uh, they were fighting a, an archmage. Um, and he had fly on him, and he was badly beaten, but his AC was at this point very untouchable. He had a lot of things going on for him, and he was flying above them. And my sorcerer player looks up, Bobby, you remember Bobby? She was she was at roll dark fest and yep, stuff, and course, yep. she looks up at him and goes, "Would a dispel magic work on his like fly just to get him down on the ground where our melee people can hit him?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> but his health was so low that when she cast his spell magic and killed the fly effect on him, he fell 30 feet and died from falling damage. <laughs>
4: <laughs> by,
2: by this like super epic, high-level mage character that had been absolutely Brilliant. wrecking their day, just fell and died to mundane, bludgeoning fall damage. I've, I've terrible.
3: been... If I can quickly pose a question, I've been dealing with this recently, this, this no-fun-allowed idea that JC keeps referencing, and I wanted to get you guys' opinion on this real quick. I've been rereading Out of the Abyss. Hmm. Um I've never run it all the way through, and I'm flirting with the idea of doing it at some point. Because I think it's a fascinating but badly organized module. Yep. Yes, is, it's it's and bad. it is a it is a heavily stuffed one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be played brilliantly if you organized it correctly and, and spent a lot of time on it, which I'm intending to do. That all to say. And Wizards of the Coast have done this with a handful of their adventures, Tomb of Annihilation is another one, um, where they set up these grand kind of globe-trotting or location-trotting adventures, which, in the flavor of all of their books, talks about how dangerous it is to survive, and, you know, you need to make survival checks and not get lost and Mm -hmm. forage for food, which is great until somebody is a ranger, Yep. (laughs) because a ranger starts with Natural Explorer... Now and ignores all of and that. And ignores all of that.
2: Yep. You can forge. You can find food. You, it's basically built into their class.
3: Yeah. yeah. And it, and that's for everybody. It's not even just for them. So you, right. between a ranger with that ability, which they get right off the bat, and a a, a druid or someone druid. with good with yep. good mm-hmm. that all of that great survival aspect of the book goes out the window.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now yeah. well, you might be tempted to say, well, don't let them choose. In this case, underdark as their natural explorer thing mm. because it feels gimpy but the whole campaign is yep. the underdark so that's probably why they want to choose it is to use this cool thing oh yeah and i, I just yeah. wondered what your opinion is on that because it, it really does it just gets rid of it it, it straight about, up um, just removes it all well Re- so I, out I, of the I, abyss sorry go ahead Rob. I, yeah, I,
2: was
0: I, was just gonna, I was just gonna say because I, I, i've run out of the abyss before and the there's a there's a beginning bit which they really which I which basically I, I carried on through the whole the whole campaign was by when when you start in the game so spoilers you know, everyone's but spoiler but if you've not played it before you start in a cell and you're surrounded by six or six or seven other NPCs.
3: There's 10. There's
0: ten, ten NPCs ten, ten, ten NPCs yeah NPCs, ten. yeah, yeah that you have to, you have to play yeah. simultaneously yeah. yeah and remember each one, what which is really really. Fucking difficult, awesome. but but awesome. Like I, I, what I did is I just I just picked three and made them like you know chatty, and the rest of them right. weren't very chatty. Because there's
2: like a couple of there's a couple of drow there. Oh well, there's there's drow everywhere, but there's the yeah. there's varts right or the zriff neblin. There's, mm-hmm. there's yep. like little. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. fun. Honestly, there's and there's a they all, a mic they and all in. have they yeah. all
0: have different agendas, which is really interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and depending on who you des- who you decide to free with you determines where you, uh, I guess I guess in a way, the sort of the arch of the sort of the start of the story. But um, but when you escape, you are being chased by the drow. And this only happens up until the first town. And after that, it kind of just sort of stops in the book, which I think is a real shame because what I basically did is I kept that going. Yeah. And um, I had it in the sense that they were, because we did have a ranger in the party and I made it so that there was like, where they were foraging for food, the drow would find that they had done this and see that they had done this
1: ah. and would
0: then find where they were going cool. so it was like so the so the so they basically were like so one of the characters who had a very high intelligence was like whoa, 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 whoa. you know we're technically leaving breadcrumbs here this is why we're being found because they they can see that there where there would be mushrooms there are no mushrooms where there right. would be like this there is none of this you know yeah. so although they're For hiding sure. their footsteps they're Still foraging and it's and it's working out for them. So they have to like ration what they do and be a bit more clever in how they go about it. That's but, a cool idea.
3: That's yeah, but, in, out, but
0: in order idea. to get, but in order to get to that sort of bit, we had to we had to go through various different sort of like phases of the game hmm. and situations for them to come up with. Oh yeah, shit, we're actually we can't leave these breadcrumbs because we're being fucking chased. And like you know, they'd have like a drow that would like they would message ahead into a town. And they'd be like, "Look out for these guys." There's a group of guys that are coming that are like look like this, yeah. you know. So they go into the town, and all of a sudden, like they'd hear this bell ringing, and like all the guards would start assembling. They'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Oh shit, we're about to get attacked! Quick, we need to mm. go somewhere else. And it was like they were constantly on the back foot, yeah. Which makes that exploration thing so much more interesting. That so, is quite yeah. cool. I think that's quite like, cool. I
2: think that's
1: great. Yeah, mm. you could do you could do something similar with other locations and stuff, couldn't you? you could yeah, have totally. A- attracting like, wild animals, uh, for, like, lower level characters as well, like, okay, yeah, right. you've you've foraged, um, and you've set up a campfire to cook this stuff, well, guess what? One, that's light that you're giving off, that smoke you're giving off, yep. and it's smell, there's totally. a strong smell that's going through wherever you yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Snowy absolutely. Tundras bringing polar bears, yeah. and then you can yeah. do stuff like maybe, okay, if you're going to do something fae-related, okay, where you've taken some food that was being grown by a fey creature now they're after you or now you yeah, owe them totally.
3: a yeah, like Now that. you're in real trouble if you mess with totally. the fey
0: <laughs> yeah right yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah you so wake
1: up
0: good. and your legs are where your arms should be and your arms are where yeah. your legs should be and yeah. you've got you've got half a head <laughs> i <laughs> like felt i felt like well that before but, um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah right yeah, um i think shit. damien um to to your original question I, I don't really have a solid suggestion for how to fix that issue, right? Um, and especially now that Gloomstalker is a thing, because if you think about it, Out of the Abyss was written before Gloomstalker yeah. came out as a class, yeah, a subclass. And now that that between Umbral sight and the thing that makes them show up as invisible if they rely on dark vision to see them, that's the entire module right there, just meeting a, a brick wall in terms of that ranger. But with goodberry, I can suggest this because I heard it in a uh, in a YouTube video for a content creator, and I thought it was a great suggestion, a very easy fix. Goodberry consumes its material component done its material yeah. component is a sprig of mistletoe or um I think it's mistletoe uh, or or some some herb that's that's difficult to come by um yeah. have fun finding that you know <laughs> like, yeah it's not it doesn't grow uh you know massively in any other particular place in the world so especially if they're in the underdark you're not going to find that it consumes its material component this now becomes a rare component that is sought after you might make some and it becomes its own thing right you can make it your own mini adventure or mini quest just trying to get some stock up on some mistletoe in order to survive uh what is probably going to be a long road ahead or a long trip um terms of the ranger though i don't know i i wouldn't i wouldn't want to take that away from a player who's playing a ranger because it's kind of the only thing that the ranger really has going for them yeah um, is the fact that they are supposed to be expert survivalists and such i'd probably Mm. look at some advanced rules for a little bit more intense survival i think the dmg presents a few options yeah for harder survival rules um basically meaning that you know the dc for foraging is a little bit higher and you you run into more situations honestly though i'd probably just make it more of a particular thing like like james you were alluding to everything leads to something else you you are foraging for food that means suddenly you're the target of other creatures that were supposed to be foraging for that food you build a fire creatures that are otherwise you know hating of humanoids in the underdark suddenly see that there's a fire and start tracking you. It kind of leads to its own consequences. I know I, Mm -hmm. for instance, I I run a I I ran a desert uh section of a campaign. And I described the desert as obviously being very hot during the day, but also being very cold at night. And Mm -hmm. they didn't have any way of producing warmth apart from Monday and making fire. So um, I had I kind of did a little bit of a homebrew thing with the Kruthik,
1: which is I think a creature from Bolo's guide. Yeah, oh, it's wow. great. It's, it looks kind of alien-ish. It's super it, alien. Right? It's got yeah. this
2: hard carapace. It's got this bug-eyed sort of face. It's got scythe front legs They're reptiles um, aren't they they're, they're they look reptilian. like bugs but they're
1: reptiles yeah. oh they look like, like a tyranid. they look like ty- yeah, yes. they do like a yeah, they exactly yeah. that
2: yeah go check it out rob they're great mm. they're they're very low level but that's the point they attack in packs and i gave them they have burrow naturally but i think i also gave them effectively like a heat sense so they're nighttime hunters and in the desert they lie under the sand and wait to feel intense sources of heat so anytime Smoke they would up. build a campfire, they'd get swarmed by Kruthic. They learned very quickly not to do that. But they also s- started to realize why, even in the cold of the desert, no man's sleep apart from each other. They don't want to create a group concentration of body heat that would attract Kruthic. So everybody is kind of bringing their own bedrolls and wrapping themselves up in it in order to uh, not attract That's really Kruthic. cool.
3: Yeah. yeah,
2: it's a It's a fun little...
1: Thing. Yeah, I agree with the ranger thing as well. Like, that is their thing, and it's the same sort of idea as like shoot your monks, where they've got this really cool ability. Let them use it.
3: Shoot at and them. Yeah, yeah. Shoot
1: shoot, shoot, shoot your monks. They want to do the cool thing where they can catch and deflect missiles with their uh, with their monk powers.
3: So yeah. no, I would, I would, uh, yeah. I've never really flirted with the idea of, of taking it away from them, but it just kind of interests me. It was more of a kind of a thought piece, and thank you all for some amazing advice there. Um, just because the book spends so much time on this whole survival yeah. aspect, it, which is undone by one core yep. class with one core ability. <laughs> all, all,
2: yeah. All, oh yeah, all, yeah. Rob, it's in I saw you flipping oh. through volos, and I was like, sorry, I misspoke.
4: Oh, I, I, say, I, couldn't, I
0: couldn't find it. That's okay.
1: Yeah, it's another one. That's <laughs> why. I'll, I'll,
0: have look, I'll have a look. I'll have a look later. There's no point in me looking now anyway, because we're on a podcast. They're going to see it anyway. Why was I doing that? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Cool, stuff. yeah. Anyway, thanks so much for you today, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's been
4: nice to speak no, to you. Be oh. Nice to be back. Yeah, back,
0: yeah James. great to have you back, James. Yeah, absolutely. Bloody yeah, loot
3: So, I appreciate um, letting me stay on as well. That's um, that's really cool. It's really cool to be well, you guys.
1: Hey, Damon, it was that, or apparently me and you were going to be stuck in a pit with uh, sharpened toothbrushes and we were going to fight to the death. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, Thunderdome, welcome <laughs> to the Thunderdome. Bring it on. I was, I was also less <laughs> keen on that. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. If that's the way, let's go.
2: <laughs> Very yeah, dark yeah, night yeah, where really. Joker breaks the yeah, yeah. cool cue and is like. We're going to have tryouts. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. So sick. So, uh, cool. So we've got, so we've got some uh, games with some space for some players. We've got Odyssey of the Dragon Lords run by Mike. Um, with, he's got some space for players in that. I believe that one is quite an epic one. Well, I think you're, you're running it as well, aren't you, Damien, with your, with your group? Rising I am. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Yeah.
3: Definitely check it out if you like Greek myth and, and that kind of thing.
0: That's on Wednesday nights. Um, he's currently looking for some more players. Uh, I believe the next session is on the 20th of December. So tomorrow night. So if you want to book onto that, by all means, jump on the roll Ark website, go to games, go to online games and click new games and you'll find it there. There's mm-hmm. like a row of uh, grayed out sort of like words that you'll find new games written on there and then that you'll find. And also we've got the Steampunk Strad as well. Of course, that mm-hmm. is beginning on the 2nd of January, which is a Tuesday. Run by Jacob. We still have space in that? I think we do, yeah. I think we've still got um after all streets.
2: that plugging we did two two episodes mm. ago for that awesome yeah, know, concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good Jump concept. on that, people.
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: So there's still some still some space on that one. And we've also got current up uh Eldrith Relics of Ruin, which is run by our newest DM called Samuel. And that one begins Wednesday, January 24th at 7 p.m. to eleven p.m. online. Yeah, again, all those details will be uh, in the description below, or you can just go to our website. Uh, great. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for uh, for tuning in again to our podcast, episode 21, I believe this is. And we will, well, we'll yeah. I guess we'll have a break next week because it's Christmas Day. Yeah.
2: Happy holidays, everybody. So, yeah, uh, Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Happy holidays.
0: Hope you all have a great one. And uh, we may very well be back. Up, well, I think I'm going to be up north, actually, until New Year. So we'll have to do this again. Let's have a look. Let's have a little look at my calendar. A second. Let's
1: um, just... Well, I say, I was say, actually, the second will be my first day back at work after New Year, so I will probably have to okay. be in the office for that day.
0: We could probably mm. record it on Wednesdays. Wednesdays work out for everyone. Third of, third of January.
3: Uh, I. That would be my first day back.
0: Okay. So we're going for the <laughs> we'll following week. <laughs> so probably the ninth.
1: January the ninth. I could do the, yeah. Could do the ninth. Yeah.
0: We'll figure it out. Jesus. We'll figure it out.
1: We'll figure it
2: out, yeah. We'll, we'll be back shortly.
1: Oh, exactly. I wonder if it's yeah. in January there'll be some uh, dark Marches news. Oh, yes, there oh. will be. Yes, there will be. We need to get on top of that.
0: That's something that, um, yeah, we've literally, uh, this week has been, <laughs> last week I was like, great, next week I'm going to have a really relaxing week. Hopefully it'll be really cool. But we've had so many inquiries come in, it's been ridiculous. So I've got like a backlog of those to go through this week. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be doing all of that. And uh, yeah, cool. Have a lovely Christmas, everybody. And we will speak to you soon in the new year. Next time. <laughs> next, next, <laughs> next year. <laughs> 2024. Bye, here we come. Ah, make it stop. Make it stop.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: you don't need to tell me twice. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.